welcome to the Heaven's Devils podcast, a Forest Green Rovers podcast by two Americans who don't really know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heaven's Devils podcast, Santa Claus's number one candidate to replace coal and stockings of the naughty worldwide. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people would actually prefer <laughs> receiving coal in their stockings uh, compared to this podcast, Sean. <laughs> but with that being said, we do emit far less sulfur dioxide nitrogen oxide and mercury than coal does so we've got that going for us yeah marginally less that's true <laughs> uh so on this week's pod we talk veganuary we hear from wtov 9s own kip kowalski we recap the exeter match we then have a fun little chat with the voice of four screen rovers billy hunt uh we debut a new segment with billy called a bit of rg bargy with billy we recap crawley we discuss the transfer window we do some over-unders. We then preview the upcoming match against Oldham. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of stuff, Shimmy. So let's get into it. Jam-packed. Let's do Jam it. Jam-packed. How are we feeling, Shimmy? Hey, feeling good, Nathan. Uh, you know, four screen rovers are in the top two. Um, we have a chance to make sure we finish the year calendar year 2020 in the automatic promotion places thanks i'm feeling really great me too man me too i'm feeling great fgrr ending the year on top solid draw against exeter which we'll talk about uh great win frustrating draw disappointing loss against crawley i'll edit that out based on what happens we're actually recording this right before crawley things are going great uh this pod has enabled us to connect with so many amazing humans all over the world. We got to chat with the RG Bargy assassin himself, Billy Hunt, this week. And I have to admit, Shimmy, I was a little starstruck after talking, after seeing him, after you know we spend every Saturday and Tuesday watching him slash hearing him on TV. Um, so it was really cool to chat with him. Uh, the vaccine is starting to roll out uh, around the, the states to hopefully uh, the end of this pandemic and all of its terrible, terrible consequences are near. Things are looking up right now, Shimmy. Um, and we're also going to participate in Veganuary. I think I'm saying it right. Veganuary. It's a lot easier to pronounce than Cheltenham Hum. Uh, so I'm so excited about that. I'm currently a vegetarian, and I'm also currently a massive hypocrite when it comes to being vegan. Same. That is, <laughs> I believe I should be vegan. I think it's the right thing to do for animals, for the environment, for health, but I'm not a vegan. Uh, so it's time to stop being a hypocrite, Shimmy. It's time to actually do it. Uh, and it won't be that hard. I mean, the only non-vegan things that I eat right now are pizza and yogurt. That's it. So it should be very easy to eliminate yogurt from my diet. Uh, pizza is going to be a little more challenging, but it's the right thing to do, Shimmy. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm a pizza lover as well. We're both New Yorkers, so we can't get enough of those slices. But it would be nice to take on the challenge. You know, we've been supporters of the club. We feel like we came in at the right time. But let's go all in. Let's try Veganuary together and, and knock it out. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, also, I listened to um, the BBC Radio Gloucestershire documentary on Bob Hunt called They Know Me on the Gate, The Magic of Bob Hunt, which is Billy Hunt's dad, our guest today. Awesome awesome guy shimmy well i'm talking about bob but billy billy's also an awesome guy uh but if you had haven't had a chance to listen i cannot encourage it enough it's just a joy to listen to um especially for those of you out there who are like shamanai you are newer fans of the club bob is an fgr fan a longtime broadcaster of the club and father to current fgr broadcaster and today's guest as i mentioned billy hunt 
Uh, Bob just embodies everything that's good about football. Inclusion, community, appreciation, spilling hot beverages on your groin, <laughs> and having a laugh. <laughs> he's, he's a man, he's always looking for the humor in things. He believes life is too short to take seriously. Uh, as Wrexham FC new owner Van Wilder once said, <laughs> don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Uh, I'm pretty sure Van Wilder is not the originator of that quote. Uh, the quote is way too intelligent for a Van Wilder movie. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll stick with that. So with that, Shimmy, let's crack open this vegan beer and cheers to that spirit that Bob Hunt embodies. Sport as a source of joy, as a source of appreciation, community, hope, laughter, and a total disregard for car parking etiquette. <laughs> cheers, Shimmy. Cheers, yeah. Um, and this week's vegan beer is Oxbow Brewing Company's Surf Casting. It's a 4.5% farmhouse ale with sea salt and lime. Uh, Oxbow Brewing is a brewery out of Newcastle, Maine. Okay, so not to be confused with Geordie's out there. Easy thing to confuse. Uh, it's a grisette, Nathan. So it means little gray in French. It's and it was originally a hit with coal miners in Belgium. I mentioned it up top, but we people, like Santa need to get ugly polluting coal out of here and do you know yeah do you know how i know that cool uh coal is ugly and polluting uh, how do you know that <laughs> shimmy uh because because our president who's thankfully on his way out called it beautiful clean coal. <laughs> so, we have more than 250 years worth of clean beautiful coal we have so much more than we ever thought possible. Whatever Trump, Donald Trump says, you can pretty much be sure the opposite is true. Uh, so let's toast to the memory of Bob Hunt, but also to the memory of those miners of the past. Let's hope they stay there. Let's not get any new ones. Let's have a greener 2021. Cheers. Cheers. And, and let's also just be clear that uh, Bob Hunt's alive. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's toast to the memory of Bob Hunt. And his career of commentating. There we go. There we That's go. what I meant to say. So a toast to Bob Hunt, who is very much alive. Who's very much alive. There we go. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> so let's let's go. Uh, let's move on to Exeter, Shimmy. Um, but before we do, our remote reporter Kip Kowalski snuck into St. James Park on Saturday, and he has a recap for us. So, Kip, take it away. This is Kip Kowalski with WTOV9, Steubenville, Ohio. We go to the ancient Greek city of Exeter. <coughs> Can't hear the voice. Land of medieval spoonbenders and pop rock icons Coldplay. A forgetful Mark Cooper once again forgot to submit a new lineup ahead of the match. So for the fourth consecutive game, the same 11 run out on the pitch. Bar bouncer, Cosby Show cast member, and referee Brett Huxtable said, Hey, 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 I could do some pudding or whatever. I can't do a Cosby, can't do a Cosby impression. Uh, but this ref had a rough day at the door. Uh, not going to make any Bill Cosby jokes because this is a family broadcast. First action early as swashbuckling pirate lookalike and women's tennis star Randall Serena Williams serves an ace to Jack Sparks. But Spark's spark is extinguished as he misses a wide-open goal. Arg. We go to the 17th minute where Tricky Nicky Cadden slides a Tricky Nicky pass into Scientology founder Aaron Hubbard Collins who audits away all the negative spirits and fires a shot so clean even Xenu is jealous. Goal! 1-0 to the Rovers! 
Welcome to the 36th minute where Dan, the demon barber of Fleet Street, Sweeney Todd, is dispossessed by the spirit of Exeter City hooligan Michael Jackson and Harvey Bunker slash Aaron Collins' cousin Archie Bunker Collins launches a misogyny missile toward the goal. Goal Exeter City 1-1 and the Exeter fans explode into a beautiful song honoring alleged Exeter celebrity fan uh, Chris Martin. Truly beautiful stuff there from the Exeter Hooligans. Uh, despite more action than a Noel Edmonds game show in the second half, no more goals were scored. This game ends in a draw, folks. 1-1. All right, brother Kip. Thank you so much. Yeah, Kip waxing lyrical there with his ode to a Grecian point earned. Mm. That was beautiful. It, that was beautiful. And especially, the, how about that singing of those Exeter fans, Sean? Yeah, man. Love it. I love it. Like, you know, that's that's the uh, British culture there. We're, we're getting it. We're getting front row center. <laughs> it took it took my breath away. The beauty, the beauty of, of those voices coming together, Sean. Not to mention their outstanding uh, English accents there in Exeter City. <laughs> I know. Exeter City uh, supporters check out uh, their Spotify trending. <laughs> How do whole heat and preach nonviolence? He about to talk speech. Come on, silence. Uh, so with that, Shimmy, Exeter City won, Forest Green Rovers won, Mark Cooper's men earn a hard-fought point against an energetic Exeter City. Uh, Coop started with no changes to his starting lineup for the fourth match in a row, including starting one Mr. Chris Stokes, who allegedly made his 150th league appearance uh, with the Forest Green Rovers. I don't know if that stat is correct, Shimmy, but we're not in the business of getting it right, Shimmy. We're in the business of, well... Uh, what are we in the business of, Shimmy? Well, always the business of show, Nathan. That is what we do. <laughs> but we're also in the promotion business. We're Amen. promoting FGR, and FGR is going to get promoted this year. And that's why we're we're here, man. I like it. I like it. All right. So anyway, Exeter City came out swinging, and they had a brilliant chance as poor Jack Sparks just missed a wide-open shot on goal, thankfully, luckily for us. Uh, Rovers struck first as Nikki Cadden took a corner and played a very clever ground pass to Aaron Collins right on the edge of the box. Uh, and that caught Exeter, the Exeter defense off guard as Aaron Collins finished beautifully. Four screen Rovers go up 1-0. Uh, the Grecians drew even in the 37th minute as Dan Sweeney lost the ball on the edge of the box and Archie Collins launched an absolute missile, or as they say in the UK, missile at the goal. Uh, just a rocket of a shot. It was really an outstanding shot, actually. Um, it clanged off the crossbar and into the goal. Um, Exeter had a few more chances, but luckily for us, they couldn't take them. And the game ended in a draw, making it eight consecutive games without a loss for Four Screen Rovers and allowing us to maintain the second position in the league table show. 
yeah, take that point on the road. You know, we could have lost all three, but we, we got our goal and I think we toughed it out. We, we played a very even, but, um, you know, competitive match. And honestly, I thought we were a little bit lucky to hang on to that point on the road, um, considering how good Exeter were, considering how much pressure they put on us. Uh, they are a high-energy team. They're very exciting on the attack, especially sharp along the flanks. I think they're a solid playoff team, Shimmy, and if they can soar up, sh shore up some of their uh, uh, defensive problems in the January window, which I'm not sure they can due to the COVID budget caps, which we'll talk a little bit about later, um, but I think they could make a run for automatic promotion. So we'll take the road on. Uh, we'll take the point on the road against uh, a tough opponent. And on our end, Shimmy, the Nicky Cadden pass from the corner kick was brilliant. I don't think I've seen him do something like that all year. Like he's typically a cross machine. Um, but the vision to pick out Aaron Collins on the edge of the box and just slide the ball in there, Shimmy, that was so tricky, so beautiful. Just a heads up play by Nicky Cadden, uh, and that's why they call him Tricky Nicky, Shimmy. Oh. Do they call him that? Or do we do we call him that? <laughs> uh, yeah, they call him that. Or I don't know. That's probably a name we... I, that's definitely a name we made up. Probably a name actually Kip Kowalski made up. And we have, uh, we have taken for our own. Um, and then Aaron Collins, uh, the XG man himself, finishes the job. And in a touching tribute, Shimmy, to a hero of mine, Collins finishes up with a LeBron James-style celebration. And I got to tell you, Shimmy... As a fellow Ohioan, as a man who actually, I actually played basketball, little known fact, Jimmy, I played basketball against LeBron James in sixth grade AAU Summer League. Whoa. They crushed us, <laughs> but uh, it was still cool. Mm -hmm. um, and also, as a great admirer of uh, what LeBron James does on and off the court, I was elated when I saw Aaron Collins drop the LeBron James patent celebration. Uh, so we have a new goal on this pod, Shimmy. That goal is get LeBron James on board to support the Four Screen Rovers. Oh, I love it. I think the first thing the club has to do is inst institute Vegan Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. we, we, uh, do that, right. we do that, he's in. We do that, he's in. You know what it is! It's Taco Tuesday! Bryce, what is it? Taco Tuesday! Zoe, what is it? <laughs> All right, uh, let me also just say, I, I love LeBron. I just said, I think he's an amazing, amazing human off the court. Uh, he's obviously one of the best basketball players and athletes in history True. of sports. Um, but I will admit he's extremely corny <laughs> on social media. Just and Taco Tuesday is, is one of those examples. Well, <laughs> you, you know what else is corny? What's that? The tortillas he's eating during Taco Tuesday. <laughs> but you know what? Look, is, we're going to convert him from corny with a C to corny with a Q. It's going to happen. Oh, That's what we're gonna well do. played. Well played. You turned that corny joke into, into a clever, clever little play on words there, Shimmy. I like that. And we know LeBron's a Liverpool fan. We know he loves the beautiful game. So I think we can get him to the new launch, Shimmy. Um, I, I actually got to do it. I, I actually have a friend who is an acquaintance with someone who is close with Le, with uh, LeBron. So, Shimmy, I'm going to see if we can six degrees of Kevin Bacon our way uh, to LeBron. And if not, we'll just spam him on Twitter until we can convert him to to a green. Sounds like a plan.
<laughs> so yeah, so on our end, like we said, we'll take it. Uh, wish we could have created a few more chances. Wish we could have avoided those defensive mistakes. But the way we play, it leaves us vulnerable to, to, those, to those mistakes. Um, and that's okay with me. You know, we play exciting, fearless football. Our defenders get up the pitch. I like it that way. Um, with that, you know, you're going to be vulnerable. But hey, as long as we're getting results, as long as it's fun to watch this team, I don't care. Yeah, and we're having a lot of fun. Awesome to see Aaron Collins and the goals. Um, so let's keep it up. Onward and upward. Amen. Or as Kip, as Kip said, Aaron Hubbard Collins. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> going to start forming a cult around the striker. <laughs> Where is my Uh, friend of the pod, let's talk about some tweets from the match. Friend of the pod, Jim Amos said, "Arg, forgot it was a 1 p.m. start. Uh, that's a rough, that's a rough start time for Jim. He's out there in California. Uh, for us in NYC, it was 8 a.m., uh, but for Jim, that's 5 a.m. So that's that's tough. Hopefully, no more 1 p.m. 1 p.m. games uh, the rest of the season." Uh, Ash and Billy didn't tweet this, but they they mentioned on the broadcast they started off the match with a fist bump. From the boss man himself, Dale Vince. That's always a good mo- uh, That's always a good omen. Yeah, I love that solidarity on the road. We Amen. Support each other. And I love that Dale Vince goes to all these games too, man. This is awesome. Like, I think there's a lot of owners who are very hands-off, very like, you know, whatever. It's a, it's like a part-time. I don't know. So it's, it's like a, a hobby for them. But for Dale Vince, like, he's in it, and I I love that. I love that about him. I think we're very lucky to have him as an owner. Yeah, what's also kind of cool is he's uh, very low-key, forcing some of these clubs to put out a vegan spread. That's and true. The fact that he's there, so in his own like you know low-key way, he's spreading mm. veganism by his, by his appearance there. So that's far. true. Yeah, I saw uh, C- uh, CEO of the club Henry uh, tweeted a picture of the vegan um, vegan spread at Exeter. So that was a nice little touch there. Um, yeah, and, and shout out to all the clubs too that are actually doing that for yeah. you know when Forest Green Rovers are the visiting team. Right, that, that's that's awesome to see. Yeah, we know Carlisle did it as well, so that's awesome. Hopefully, it, it continues. Um, at Shay Yazdi said, "I want RG Bargy between A Collins and A Collins." <laughs> A little uh, comment there about Archie. Their Archie Collins are Aaron Collins, both the goal scorers, uh, and the coincidence of the A Collins name. He said, "Winner gets to." Keep his name. Loser must change his name to Phil. Um, so I appreciate the uh, the Phil Collins reference there from Shea Yazdi. Uh, as does Kip Kowalski. Yeah, Kip Kowalski, a big Phil Collins and Genesis head. And, uh, you know, I just picture the loser of this duel singing One More Night to the A. Collins moniker that they have to leave behind. Or maybe, or you know, maybe we could just commission the Exeter City supporters to sing it for, for whoever loses. <laughs> Speaking of Aaron Collins, Fr Hackett, who I accidentally blocked on Twitter, by the way. Sorry about that. Uh, I unblocked you. <laughs> you pulled, you pulled a Luke McGee. That's right. That's right. Blocked him. Blocked him right. That reflexively blocked. Amen. Reflexively blocked. Uh, so Fr Hackett says, Ash, can you find out why Aaron Collins gets away with not wearing shin pads? They are compulsory for all players by the laws of the game. So Fr Hackett was all over Shimpad Gate, Shimmy. Uh, you know, I gr- I agree. I've read my Emily post, and it's not becoming of a young lad to shins <laughs> like that. So I understand I understand the outrage. Uh, unofficial head of analytics Chris Latham uh, says mathematically, Forest Green Rovers are confirmed to finish 
2020 in the top seven. In the previous five League Two seasons, all automatic promotion places have taken have been taken by clubs who have been in the top seven at the turn of the year. That's an awesome stat from Chris uh, Shimmy. There's you know there's four things in life that are certain, Shimmy: death, taxes. And outstanding memes and stats from our boy Chris Latham. Uh, we, we should hire Chris as our analytics man uh, if we have the budget for it, Shimmy. Well, I don't want to be the one to break the news to Kip Kowalski <laughs> that, that, where, about where his uh, holiday bonus went. So that's all on you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then fellow Ohioans, who I don't know personally, but I am so thrilled to see FGR support in Ohio, uh, at... Uh, Graham Klein 9 and at underscore Sutton Chris uh, talked about forming a Cincinnati Forest Green Rovers supporters club um, which was awesome and at Sutton Chris said 100 million man army so he's with us on that goal shimmy to reach 100 million uh, I'm going to advocate we make at Joey B that's Joe Burrow the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals the Cincy chapter president but I'm open to discuss I'm not a Bengals fan shimmy but I am I'm a Browns fan but I am also a massive Joe Burrow fan uh, because, one, we're both Southeast Ohio Appalachian boys. Uh, not many of us make it to the professional professional level. And, two, his story is so incredible. He was a backup quarterback at Ohio State for two years. Um, never was never going to see the light of day. Uh, he graduated from Ohio State early and transferred to LSU. And then at LSU, he won the championship. He won the Heisman Trophy. He was the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. He's just an amazing underdog comeback story. So I'm a big Joey B guy. Uh, so I fully support that. Let's also get Joey, Joe Burrow uh, on board, Shimmy, with the four screen rovers. LeBron, Joe Burrow, uh, all of Ohio. We're, we're all on our way to 100 million. <laughs> Amen. I gotta give a shout out to you at the state you grew up in too, though, Shimmy, Michigan, which is our, our arch nemesis as Ohio. Um, but we have a lot of listens from Michigan too. There's, a, which is awesome. There's a lot of FGR support, kind of surprisingly to me, in Ohio and Michigan. So big shout out to our uh, Midwest states. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we kind of uh, get pegged in the United States as the Rust Belt, right? Where we're kind of like the forgotten part of the country, flyover country. They were, but it's great to see that there are people that are thinking ahead and trying to get behind this team, too. So, really awesome to see. I want to give a shout-out to, to our, our region, Jimmy. Also, Western PA, uh, we have some listeners, and uh, we also have some listeners in Wisconsin, man. So, big shout-out to the Midwest, the Rust Belt, oh, all that region. That's our, sh- our, our home, uh, and we're happy to see that you guys are, are part of the Green Army, too. Um, and then, finally, co-host of The Pod on Top of the Hill, our friend Laurie Martin said, uh, in response, actually, let me give a little context here. Mark Cooper was being interviewed on the radio, and someone asked how many games this was unbeaten, I think. And Mark Cooper was like, I have no idea how many uh, <laughs> games unbeaten this was, this win, or sorry, this draw was. Uh, but Laurie will know. And so Laurie tweeted, I believe that's eight games unbeaten, Mark. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Laurie always has the answers, so. Amen, amen. So eight, eight unbeaten. One of the two, one of the two wise men of uh, the pot on the pot. On top <laughs> amen. Uh, so let's move on to our interview now uh, with the voice of Four Screen Rovers, Billy Hunt. A really fun interview where we talk about spilling hot chocolate on oneself. We talk about crusty dragons, and we we talk about uh, welly wanging. <laughs> so <laughs> without further ado, let's go. If 
you have seen an FGR match on the live stream or listened to FGR on the radio, you know this next guest. He is the voice of Four Screen Rovers, the argy bargy assassin himself from BBC Gloucestershire, Billy Hunt. Welcome to the pod, Billy. Afternoon, guys. So I have to admit that I am a little nervous as this is the first guest we've had who is truly a radio man. And our audio quality on this pod is just, it's awful. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like uh, when you, if, you guys, if you've ever like run into a friend who's a dentist or maybe their, their mom is a dentist, uh, I, I get that like subconscious feeling that I'm like, I'm nervous about my teeth. I'm afraid they're gonna judge me because of my, you know, judge my teeth so I don't wanna smile. That's how I feel with you, Billy, and the audio, the, the terrible audio quality of this podcast. And as long as there's audio, that's the main thing, isn't it? People would rather <laughs> rubbish audio than no audio. All right, well, this is certainly, certainly rubbish audio. Um, so, so, uh, so, Billy, we, we have to start off with a hot topic. No pun intended, as you'll soon understand. Uh, but we would be derelict in our duty as responsible journalists to not ask you the tough questions in this interview, Billy. Let me set the scene. The date was the 15th of December, 2020. Forest Green Rovers are playing a Tuesday night game in the beautiful coastal town in the heart of English wine country, Burslem, Stoke-on-Trent, against the Port Vale Palatians or whatever their nickname is. So first half, everything went as planned up in the broadcast booth, just a normal day at the office. Uh, Halftime begins and you think to yourself, what better way to warm up than with a little hot chocolate? But little did you know that would end up as maybe one of the worst decisions of your life, Billy. <laughs> what transpired next? I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, except maybe the, the Cheltenham broadcaster, but other than him, nobody else. Uh, so Billy, could you tell us what happened next? And a quick warning to our young listeners, what follows next may not be appropriate for sensitive ears. Go ahead, Billy. <laughs> well, I drank the hot, well, tried to drink the hot chocolate. And, um, fell, a lot of it fell down me. Um, so you can't, um, the show must go on, as they say in the radio terms. And yeah, and, and well, it was uh, certainly, as I like to say, some of it went between the belly button and the um, groin area. So we got to <laughs> and the hot chocolate went there, and yeah, it was. There's just not a lot you can really do, unfortunately. It's just it's part of the rest of the job. And I, 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 to be honest, that was a personal injury. But I, I technically wise, I've done we, I've done worse. And Carlisle, we you know, the coffee once, and it spilled into the kit, and we panicked. Luckily, it, worked, <laughs> but it started to get a bit dodgy. And about a, a, this is about a few weeks later, we took it back to the radio station. Because <laughs> it was a bit, it wasn't working that well the kit, and they undid it, and coffee dripped out of it. Drink <laughs> of coffee, and they said, "What's going on here?" And they said, "Oh, what? don't know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's one of those. I think going around football league, especially on Tuesday nights, you need the hot drinks, and unfortunately, you've got to take the risk. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, fair you enough. Pipes warmed up, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was the spill heard around the world. Hot chocolate spillgate, as the press, I think, coined it. Um, but I have to give you credit, Billy, for persevering. Like you said, you persevered through that adversity. You continue to announce the second half. You are a true professional, Billy. Uh, also, by the way, we, as we've said, we, we listened to They Know Me on the Gate, The Magic of Bob Hunt, the BBC Glass special about your father, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But in listening, I noticed he also seemed to have an issue uh, with spilling hot beverages down the front of his pants. <laughs> Is that like a Hunt family calling card? 
Maybe it's something wrong with our hands or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's just something that we. I think one of those. If you're drinking a hundred cups of coffee a season, probably one of them's going to fall down, isn't it? So you just got to take the, <laughs> or accept the risk. Could you please define argy bargy? Yeah. Or is that a common English saying, or is that a specifically a Billy Hunt expression? No. No, I haven't thought about it. It's it's definitely a thing. It's not just me making up. Argy bargy is a bit of like a coming together. It's a bit of a, you know, when two players square up, you know, pushing and shoving. It's just a bit of a, not a fight, you know, not a full-on frisk fight. But you see it a lot of sport when they just square up to each other. And it's just, I've no idea where it's come from, but it's definitely a, a well, an English expression, argy bargy. And you see it a lot on the pitch you know, when players, you know, just square up to each other. They don't, it's a bit of a late tackle. So, no, I've never. It's one of those I've never even thought about saying it. And as I know, it's just one of these many English sayings, isn't it? That just it probably sounds a bit bizarre to you guys, as the English listeners just don't have any different, don't even think twice about it. So I want to talk about your dad uh, briefly. So your dad was a bit of a larger-than-life legend, from what we understand. Um, so we know BBC Gloucestershire uh, just did a special on him called "They Know Me on the Gate: The Magic of Bob Hunt," which was a phenomenal listen. I highly recommend it. Uh, um, but could you just tell us briefly about uh, your dad, about Bob Hunt and the magic of Bob Hunt? Yeah, I, I don't even know where you start. Like, he's um, started doing football commentary 30 years ago when I was just born in, like, late 1980s. And that was local football around Gloucestershire. And he's just got this attitude in life of just making it fun, like not taking it too. And hopefully a bit of it comes up to me, but like, he's just, he does not care. And he'll just, and that's where I think the saying, you know me on the gate, he can just blag his way into anywhere do anything he doesn't take two things too seriously behind the scene like his bosses are get so frustrated with him but he'll just turn up he's just got this like charm to him basically and he makes it fun i think and a bit like me he's relaxed in his sport you know he, he's a forest green fan so when he's talking about it there's passion there and he's just always looking for a laugh and it just it's not even looking for it, it just came to him these bizarre incidences and there's so many of them you know like <laughs> yeah. where, you're, you're here on the documentary, but so many times like he's got kicked out of rounds and had to get himself back in, you know, just talking away into into places you wouldn't even expect to. And, uh, and it was so, like, personally, it was so nice working with him like the last five, ten years, you know, like w- doing something you love of, watch, of watching Forest Green, getting paid for it and doing it with your dad. It was just so, so enjoyable. And I was just honored to do it because and I, you'll probably hear from the documentary that, um, you know, he's just, he just got his buzz around him of just enjoyable listening. And he, he Forrest Green, the legend, when they got, when he got promoted to, um, at Wembley, when he beat Tranmere, like he was, it went, he said, uh, the full-time whistle, he said, let me tell you this. It was Newport, Cheltenham, Swindon. You're going to eat hummus because Forrest Green are in the football league. <laughs> And that line went all around the country. It was played on BBC Radio 4. It was on TV shows. If when you get to the new lawn, they've got that saying printed on above the stairway as well. It was on T-shirts as well. So, like, he's just, I think, and him and the club were was so nice together because they've both got a similar, like, that it's only a not, it's just life, don't worry about it. And they're both quite relaxed and chilled. And, yes, they take things seriously at some point, but the match, which they're, they're both, not normal. He wasn't a normal commentator for us. You're not a normal club, and it just worked so well. Uh, just a quick follow-up question, though: Do you have the same disregard for parking rules as your dad? <laughs> I, I don't think I could blag myself into the parking spaces that he would um, could be able to get into. Um, <laughs> but I think I've got the same respect to life that he has. It's just, just take it. It's only life. You know, worst things can happen at sea. Enjoy it whilst you can, and 
hopefully even if a bit of that comes up on the radio same as him I think it's just it makes it an enjoyable relaxing listen so yeah Billy as a gloss local and a true supporter for Screen Rover you've lived both sides right from halftime Bovril to the vegan buffet but how yeah. do you view uh, FGR's eco-friendly and animal welfare emphasis and rebranding since Dale Vince's come on the scene so when Dale Vince, Dale Vince came in, what was about 10, 11, 10, 11 years ago now, and I, Boris Green were screwed for money financially. They were absolutely screwed. And Stroud, Stroud where, near where Forest Green is, it's like it's got a bit of reputation, and rightly so, it's a bit left-wing, it's a bit green. Um, there's a lot of animal rights activists going around there. And it's hard to, how can you argue against being green <laughs> it is there's nothing wrong with it like uh, people might not agree you know with the way they go about it but it's nothing like it's hard to argue about the green you know what's what's wrong with using um solar panels what's wrong with you know use, using the rainwater you know having electric charging points using electric grass cutter which they do um so it's hard to argue against it i think some of the fans were frustrated but you know they they changed their kit it was traditionally black and white and it's obviously gone to the green and black and the zebras and all that in the middle and um, the badge changed as well i didn't really care much of the pre previous badge to be honest um if you are not sure if you see it, if you ever look at it it's like exactly like the old the barcelona badge just a bit you know a knockoff of that um but this one's a bit more unique now um but it's uh and i think because of where they were it's, you, we needed dale vince and i think well since he's come in you know and it's, it's the veganism as well which we used to this is the term we use a lot is um it, it, it was kind of ahead of the game. Like now, a vegan is not unusual. Whereas 11 years ago, even such a short period ago, it was a bit strange people being vegan, you know, not having that food. But now it's, it's so common and it's growing, growing, growing. It's an evidence every single year of the number of vegans. So I think it's always ahead of the game. And if you can't, if you can't not eat meat for 90 minutes or two hours when you're at a football game, then there's something wrong with you. So like, why not give it a go? And I, 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 think, I think it's worked. I think, like, I know there might be some purists around there, but Forest Green needed Belvin at the time and it taken the club to where they are. And, like, it's, it's yes, it's gotten them on the map. And, like, I think even, like, the people, when we first came in with the vegan stuff, like, there was people taking the mick all the time and, you know, taking them piss. Sorry, maybe they don't say that on the right. But, um... But like even that stopped now. I think people realise that again. Like there's nothing with being green. There's nothing with being vegan. Like it, it's the way forward, unfortunately, because the world needs more people to eat less meat. So Billy, our first and our last actual soccer question, <laughs> our actual football <laughs> question. So what are your thoughts on this year's uh, Four Screen Rovers team? I think that. They're really good. I know it's easy to say that when they're second on the table, but there's there's just a thing we talked about the last few games is consistency. Like they just kind of they they they've not lost by more than a goal in the, in the league all season. Yes, the, the cup conscious they got smashed by Lincoln, um, but they're solid. Like they they errors are less and less. Mark Cooper does get annoyed with individual errors, which still does happen. But and, and they're young as well. There's a real young team as well. Like there's not many people. I think Chris Stokes might be the oldest at 29, which is really, really quite young. So they're developing. Mark Cooper's good at developing them. And um, technically they're quite good. They play the football that Mark Cooper likes to play. You know, there's the way the defense, you know, play the football up from the back, it's just something amazing to watch. Like the confidence they've got on themselves to just go forward and not care what's behind them. And it's really enjoyable to watch. And I think there's maybe there's not as um, many teams players that you can relate to like that in terms of like it's going to sound harsh on the players but and it's, it's credit to Mark Cooper they're, they're all professional players Mark Cooper's like 
weeded out the ones that, you know, don't maybe, you know, a bit more lazy and a bit more, you know, like the fans quite enjoy to see because they go to the pub on a Saturday night <laughs> when you see them in town. But they're, they're, right. all, they're a professional bunch as well. And Mark Cooper's good at doing that. And I think they're, they're a very good team. And I think they're the best, definitely the best team that Mark Cooper's had in the Football League. And, and that shows on the pitch. They've got their identity as well. Like they play this three at the back and they, they just, they stick to that. Mark Cooper sometimes got challenged about like, you know, there's no plan B or like we don't mix things up. And they, they, they've got their identity. And they, they know it and it works. And they almost, it's also the teams going go to Forest Green knowing that they're going to play football the way they're going to play. And it helps Forest Green as well because they're a bit scared of how the Forest Green are going to play. So, no, it's, it's enjoyable to watch as well. It's good, nice football. Um, so, uh, Billy, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for humoring our dumb questions. We have one more thing to ask of you, Billy. If you're in, feel free to say no. But, we had an idea for a new segment called A Bit of Argy Bargy with Billy, inspired, <laughs> of course, by the term Argy Bargy. And in this segment, we give you a random English phrase, just like Argy Bargy, that we have no idea what it means, just like Argy Bargy. Uh, and then you try to work it into a match call. So, are you in? Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. All right, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, here we go, Billy. First phrase throw a spanner in the works. So you, something like, oh, Forest Green have only got three centre-backs and none on the bench. Um, Chris Stokes just been sent off and therefore that's throwing a spanner in the works because they've got no one else to replace him. Exactly. Best all in the right. business for, oh, all right, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> so, okay, phrase two, chin wag. There's a bit of argy-bargy between two players and the referee's <laughs> going to have to bring them over, blow the whistle and have a bit of chin wag with them. So. Oh, this is brilliant. Uh, you know, though, uh, Billy could be, Sean, Billy could be made, like, we have no idea what these actual words actually mean. So he could just be saying normal sentences and just throwing the word in. Yeah, okay. Sense and context. So I have, I like, some of these you can kind of infer the meaning. This next one, though, I have no idea. Full of beans. Oh, so well. Ebra Adams is running end to end today. He's full of beans. Like, full of beans means, like, really active, you know, just really up for it, basically. I don't know, again, maybe it's from baked beans, you know, where it's all apparently good for you. But, yeah, it's just really, you know, up for it. But how about give it a welly? Oh, give it a welly. That would be like um, Luke McGee got onto the end of the ball and whacked it. He gave it a welly there. Um, so it's just, you know, give it a proper whack. Um, again, I don't, know where, I don't know where that's come from. But give it a welly, like, give it, you know, give it all he's got there. They, they do have, and it's, it sounds like a, a, you know, made up of thing. They do have in England wedding throwing, Weddington throwing competitions where you just throw a wedding boot as far as you can. <laughs> um, it's worth, honestly, it's worth giving a Google after game, like Google English wedding throwing. Yep, that's um, what I'm so doing. Maybe, uh, maybe it's come from that. So you know, you just you, where you just chuck weddings as far as you can. So I don't, I don't know who I'm doing. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm definitely going to YouTube right after yeah, this you, chat. You and listeners know, but before we decide to do a Florida Screen Rovers podcast, we're <laughs> going to do a Wellington Throwing podcast. So <laughs> we had to include that in there. <laughs> uh, so honoring the um, the British, the English royal family, Her Majesty's Pleasure. Yeah, so um, that bit of, that's a nasty tackle from Liam Kitchen. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a red card for that. But we might end up with in Her Majesty's Pleasure if it gets any worse. <laughs> so, a Majesty's Pleasure is like a, it's prison. Um, if you all the prisons around here are called HMP, Her Majesty's Prison. So if you're in prison, again, this is so English, isn't it? If you're in prison, <laughs> you're you're um, if you're in Her Majesty's Prison, Her Majesty's Pleasure. Oh, my, that's an amazing one. Oh, okay. Last and probably most cryptic, because we have no clue what this means. 
crusty dragon. I've never heard a, cru a crusty dragon. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> oh, well, that that was incredible, though, Billy. I gotta say, like, I, I can clearly see why BBC Radio Gloucestershire hired you. But what, was this part of the interview process? Was it similar to this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta make up. You gotta use as many English phrases as possible. It's part, of the, <laughs> part of the BBC. <laughs> so, Billy, do you think some more of these are going to enter your rotation? We know you're the RG Bards the assassin, but any of these <laughs> classic ones, a crusty dragon, going to enter the lexicon? I think the problem is that you gen, because it's just you know it's the way that your you, the language is. You don't you don't know what's bizarre or not. So you have to. I just keep talking normally. I'm sure things will come up. And if you if you um, hear anything strange, let me know, and I'll try and say what it is. I'll try and put it in. But like I, I try, I keep thinking. But I just don't know. It's because of the way the British language is, you just don't know what you guys might find bizarre. Like give it away right. I think just English listeners they might even think Argy Bargy for example they might even think twice but obviously whereas you guys think it's uh, something completely you've never heard of before so no, I'll keep an eye I'll, I'll try and think what I was going to put in there love it yeah love we love it. it yeah it makes the experience that much more enjoyable when, <laughs> we, when we hear these and we, we love it well Billy this has been an absolute pleasure uh, you can find Billy on Twitter at Billy Hunt Gloss you can listen to the series on his dad They Know Me on the Gate The Magic of Billy Hunt or sorry, The Magic of Bob Hunt. The Magic of Billy Hunt will be the sequel in, uh, in about 30 years from now. The Magic of Bob Hunt on BBC Radio Gloucestershire. Uh, and of course, you can hear him every Saturday and Tuesday when you follow the Forest Green Rovers from home via the Forest Green Rovers live video stream on their website by the stream people. It's so worth it. Uh, seven, seven pounds per match, uh, 140 pounds for the season pass. That's what Sham and I did. Um, and it's tune a in on- for the enjoyment you get out of it. Exactly. Tune in on BBC Radio Gloucestershire. Uh, Billy, thank you for putting up with us. We have loved watching all these matches with you. And being being, uh, being serious for one moment, and only one moment, uh, you really do a phenomenal job calling these games. And it's so nice for all of us fans who can't be there in person uh, to have such quality uh, in the broadcast booth, especially for such a, a lower, you know, lower league club. Um, so we are grateful. We we thank you for the great work, and uh, thank you for hanging out with us today, Billy. This was a blast. Thanks. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Like any anyone who's a fan of Forest Green, I'll be happy to talk to. And I'm glad that you um, enjoy the listening. It's good that there's people over the Atlantic listening, but also obviously it's the people at home um, listening as well. So I always try and think of look, just chatting to a Forest Green fan while I'm listening. I'm glad it comes across that way. So I hopefully see you guys when you come over to the the new lawn. You absolutely will, Billy. Cheers, guys. When in this charming car, this charming Billy, Billy Hunt, the Argy Bargy assassin himself. Uh, awesome guy, Shimmy. And, and as I said earlier, I have to admit, I was a little starstruck uh, when, when we got to meet him. I agree. I don't usually feel that way, but to actually be in conversation with the voice that we hear every Saturday and every Tuesday, uh, you know, sent a little tinkle down my spine. It was such a cool experience. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, like you said, we spend, it, we spend every Saturday and Tuesday with him on the TV stream. It was just so cool to chat with him. Such a good guy, too. A knowledgeable guy. Guy with a good sense of humor. Um, he adds so much to our uh, couch match day experience. <laughs> yeah, and we've kind of talked about it with COVID. You know, we felt immediately a part of the FGR family of supporters because we knew we were having the same experience as folks that couldn't attend uh, matches at the Innocent Nulon. 
and uh, Billy Hunt is a big part of that, right? A big part of that comfort of knowing he's there every uh, Tuesday and Friday and Saturday. Hey, Amen. So thank you so much for for your time, Billy. It was a lot. It was awesome to chat with you. Hopefully, we'll do it again. Um, and so with that, Jimmy, let's move on to talk about this Crawley match that just happened. Crawley Town Crawdaddies. You call them crawdads or crawfish, Sean? Huh? Uh, I think I call them crawfish. But I was I was thinking they were the creepy crawlies, the Crawley Town creepy crawlies. Oh, I like that. I like that too. Well, whatever they are, the daggone crawdaddies, the creepy crawlies, whatever they are, they done did us in, Shimmy. It was a classic banana peel slash banana skin game, uh, depending on which side of the pond you're on. Uh, exciting match from the jump end-to-end match that finally saw a goal in the 16th minute when a Winniesta mistake opened up a chance for Tom Nichols and he took it well. Uh, 1-0 to start off with um, to the crawly town. Creepy crawling, crawly daddies, whatever they are. Um, Then second half, substitute our boy, Young Jake Young, scores a wonder goal from a free kick. A beautiful, powerful goal. Um, and then a few more defensive lapses on our part. See Tom Nichols get a second goal uh, of the day in the 79th minute and send Forest Green Rovers to their first loss in nine matches. What do you think, Shimmy? Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one, but you got to give credit to those crawly, creepy crawly crawdads. Uh, they they came to play and they played confidently. And uh, apparently, we're still in the uh, the holiday mood. We're in the giving mood. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Our generosity yeah. was was you know that's that our xg and our x generosity was like, <laughs> insane this match in terms of defensive errors. Like that. Um, mm. All right, so yeah, I agree. Tough loss. It wasn't a very very pretty match on our part. Um, <laughs> but the good run eventually had to end. Every team has a bad night. Uh, every team has an off night. These things happen and lead to. Um, it's just important that we dust ourselves off. We bounce back. Uh, against Oldham on Saturday. We cannot let this one bad night turn into a bad run, should we? Absolutely. We have to be proud of that eight-match unbeaten run. We came up against a squad that was seven matches unbeaten. They got the best of us tonight, but first match of 2021, let's put the hot mess, dumpster fire, whatever metaphor you want of 2020 behind us. We finished on a overall, you know, on a good run, and let's, let's you know, take that confidence into 2021. Let's do it, Shimmy. Okay, Shimmy, so the January transfer window, or should we call it the Veganuary transfer window, is upon us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what what do you want to see happen in this transfer window, Shimmy? Um, You know, I'm not too bullish just because of the financial situation, but could always use a little bit of cover and defense. You know, that's our one kind of weak spot. We tend to control possession, but we make defensive mistakes. You know, um, we're overall a young team, but sometimes we see uh, Chris Stokes, who is a fan favorite, we have to admit, um, you know, make a mistake now and again. So it'd just be nice to have some cover for that. But uh, that's really all I'd really expect. Other than that, we're, we're really quite strong. I agree with you, though, Shimmy. Um, for me, on the incoming front, don't get too cute. Uh, we don't need to bring in many people or really anyone at all. Um, and uh, I don't think we can anyway due to the, the COVID budget cap. Uh, but anyway, for me, the first priority uh, this in this window is keep Odin Bailey. We have to keep him on loan until the end of the year. Um, 
Yes. And, and then after that, I've heard, I'm not 100% sure this is true. This is true. Again, remember, uh, we're, we don't care about getting it right. We're, we're in the promotion business and the show business, <laughs> right, Shimmy? Uh, but anyway, I've heard that Dokes and Collins' contracts are both up at the end of the season. They are very promising young talents. Uh, it would be very nice to keep them. So maybe with the kitchen money, we use that to try to sign them, those two, to a longer deal, to longer-term deals. Because I think it'd be really nice to have them next year and beyond. Um, but yeah, other than that, just like you said, the team is getting the job done, the team that we have. Um, so there's an argument to be made, you know, that you, you constantly have to be improving your squad or you're going to be left behind. But, you know, most League Two, League two clubs are going to be in the same boat as us. They're going to be losing some young stars to bigger clubs and they're going to be not far enough under the budget cap to make uh, a ton of changes, to, to bring in a ton of reinforcements. Um, so I would say if, if we had to bring someone in, maybe bring in an, someone on the defensive front, like on a loan, like a veteran who doesn't really make as many mistakes as some of our younger guys do to shore up the defense a little bit and help us push for promotion. And then I say save the rest of the money for summer um, because if we're in League One, it's gonna, we're going to need that money to – we're going to be a much more attractive club uh, – to some of these star players, we're going to need that money to buy them. Um, and then on the other side, if, we're, if we remain in League Two at the end of the year, I still think it's, it's a very attractive place to play for people. So let's save that money for the summer and um, keep building in the summer. But not much we need to do this, this window, I think, Shimmy. Yeah, let's bank on stability, uh, you know, keeping the pieces that we think will be bright for the future. And then, yeah, you know, just... Uh, this seems like a do or die year with Coop, uh, in terms of his you know managerial stint with FGR. Who knows if that's the case, but let's go with stability. Now you're in the ring with the king of sportsbooks. You know what to do. Let's move on to over unders. This is from the MGM Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Nevada. Here are this week's hottest over unders. Here we go, Shimmy. First over under. Number of matches Nathan and Shaw make it to in 2021, 2021. The line is set at 1.5, Shimmy. What do you think, over or under? Although I want to be optimistic, I'm going to go ahead and say under. Ooh, do you think we'll get to one or none? I'm going to actually say none, although it pains me to say that. Uh, You know, after talking to so many great people, Billy Hunt this week, um, you know, so much great interaction on social media, I want to be there so badly, but I just feel like 2021 is going to be that year where we try to reset to the new normal. It's true that vaccines are going out, but you know that um, optimism is balanced by a bit of apprehension. There are a couple of new strains that are out there as well, so you know I don't think 2021 is necessarily going to be clear the clearest sailing, but I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll get better, and I hope in 2022 that we're there. That, that's my take. I'm going to say zero. Raining on my parade, Shimmy. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm an eternal optimist, Shimmy. I'm going to say over. I think we get to two matches, Shimmy, because I think vaccinations are going to be ubiquitous in the U.S. and Europe by late summer. Uh, You're right about the new strains thing. That's a little worrying. Um, I talked to some doctor friends, and they think that the vac, even though it hasn't been tested, they think the vaccine is going to be fine against it. But we'll see. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I think vaccinations in the U.S. and Europe will be ubiquitous, and that's great for so many reasons that are way, way, way more important than us going to a soccer game. But uh, sure, one of the yeah. tiny little insignificant consequences of that is we will be able to travel again, and uh, hopefully there's space for an ina- inaugural uh, Nathan and Shimmy 
take on UK trip. I would love that. I'd love that, I'd love that for, for that to be the case. It'd be like a dream come true. All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll wait that one out. All right, here we go. Next over under from the MGM Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Nevada. Number of incoming transfers for screen rovers make this transfer window. Linus said at 1.5. What do you got, Shimmy? Yeah, I'm going to say maybe add one player. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, I, I can't say over, but I think we're going to stick with stability. So, so I'll say under or at. Say at, at 1.5. We're going to bring in half a human. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna bring in half a human. We're gonna bring in. Uh, we're, we're gonna bring in. Uh, we're gonna make sure we lock in Harvey Bunker, who, who to me <laughs> okay, is half okay. a human because his name exists half on paper, human, but half... I've never seen him. So. Fair That's enough. The... Half human, half conspiracy. That's Harvey Bunker. <laughs> exactly. There's your point five. There's your point five. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna say under, and I'm not counting Odin Bailey as an incoming on this. I hope we can sign him, but either way, I'm not counting him uh, for this. Uh, I like my idea of bringing in a loan for a veteran defender who doesn't make mistakes. Um, uh, but I also read we're linked with a loan move for a 19-year-old winger, Josh McPaik from uh, from Rangers. Um, I'm going to say under. I think we're either going to bring in nobody or maybe one person. Maybe Josh McPaik. Maybe a veteran defender on loan. Um, I'm going to say under. So here we go, Shimmy. The last over-under from the MGM Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, everyone's betting on this one, Shimmy. This is a really hot one. Sweep of the nation. Remaining Heaven's Devils episodes that we actually do now that Nathan has a PS5. Ooh. So, they set the line at 1.5. They think, Vegas thinks we're only going to do 1.5 more episodes now that Nathan has a PS5. <laughs> what do you think, Shimmy? Uh, I think Vegas is smart. The market has spoken. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to say under. <laughs> I, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised <laughs> wow. you're here now. So. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's because my, my PS5 is downloading an update oh. right now, so I can't play anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, well, uh, yeah, I do have career plans of becoming a professional video game streamer, Shimmy. So find me on Twitch and YouTube. Smash that like and subscribe button. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm going to say over, Shimmy. I'm not a massive gamer. I actually got the PS5 as a gift. Uh, I, love, I love FIFA. I, I like NBA 2K. I'll play Madden with my dad, but overall, you know, I'm not a massive gamer, so I don't think it's going to interfere much with the pod or with life outside of the pod, Shimmy. Yeah, I time block every day, Shimmy. Do you know what time blocking is? Uh, yeah. All right, all right nice. <laughs> it's, I, when, it's when time is driving down the lane for a dunk, and you... <laughs> right, you put your hands up. <laughs> not quite. It, it's oh. a time management system, Shimmy, where you divide your day into little blocks, and you mm. focus each block... Uh, on a specific task to try to get this flow of, of deep work. Uh, anyway, I, I'm a big time blocker. I love time blocking. So big shout out to Cal Newport, his book, Deep Work. Love that book. Uh, anyway, I'm very strict about my schedule, Shimmies. I only play PS5 during allotted leisure time. So I think I'll be good, Shimmy. I'm going to go over. We're going to the moon with this pod. We're going to hit 100. I don't know if we're going to hit 100. I don't think we're going to hit 100 episodes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but we are, we are going to get more than 1.5, Shimmy. All right, I love it. Again, you are the eternal optimist. <laughs> All right, so, Oldham preview. We are the boys in blue. We're playing football, football. Moving on to Saturday's match against Oldham Athletic. Uh, first meet, what do you think their nickname is? Oldham, so Oldham Athletic. Uh, the Oldham Athletic Nisox? 
Knee socks. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking of senior citizens, you know, uh, playing shuffleboard or maybe walking around the mall at like 9 a.m. for their exercise. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> much more creative than mine. Because I just got to go with owls. Mm. It has to be the owls. It's so obvious. There is absolutely no way it's not the owls. Their logo is literally an owl, Sean. Owl. I think this is the first one we're going to get right. It's got to be the owls. All right. All right. Hey, sometimes it's best to hit it on the nose, right? <laughs> should we look it up or should we live in ignorance? Let's live in ignorance. Let's, let's uh, live in ignorance. Yeah, let's live in ignorance. Why not? Uh, all right. Well, the Oldham Athletic, uh, what are they? What did you say? The knee socks. Knee socks. The Oldham Athletic knee socks. Uh, they got to be white knee socks too, right? With like the little <laughs> have to be. Like, colored horizontal stripes on the top. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so the Oldham Athletic knee socks slash Oldham Athletic owls uh, we take on next. So with, the, with this loss to Crawley, we've got to bounce back with a win, Shimmy, as we said. It's so important not to fall into a bad run. Um, today, Oldham drew with Grimsby, uh, putting them at 14th in the table at the time of this recording. They are 19th in the XG table and the big green prediction machine Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> ranks Oldham as the 19th best team in League Two, Shimmy. Uh, it gives us a 51.1% chance of winning. It gives Oldham a 27.4% chance of winning. And it predicts a score of 2.11 to 0.93. So, Shimmy, I got to go 2-1 victory here. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to say the same, 2-1. Uh, you know, we... We got it. We took a bit of a knock tonight, but I think we're gonna come back. We still are prone to the gaff, right here and there, the defensive mistake. So that might take a while for us to get over. But um, yeah, you know, I like our chances. But let's not forget, Oldham Athletic also pulled out uh, big wins this past month uh, against both um, Newport County and against Cambridge. So they come to play against top. Uh, you know, top opposition, uh, but they lost to Harrogate too. So they lost to the uh, to so the later Hosen. They lost to the later Hosen. They are all yeah. over the place. Um, yeah. So I like our chances. All right, all right. I like that. I like that. Okay, Shims. Let's close this out. What do you think of the vegan beer? This vegan beer, you know, is actually really, really good. I mean, I don't know if this is portentous or not, but on the side of the. Uh, of the can, there's an owl grabbing a little cask. I don't know if you can see it there. There's ah. an owl. So I don't know if that's uh, going to be an omen that the owls will fly, but no, they're, they're not. We're going to beat them. The that's right. Uh, the owls are going to be grounded. Yeah, just like I crushed this can because it was so tasty, so shall we crush the owls of Oldham Athletic on Saturday. But I, I you know, really like the serve casting. 4.5% uh, uh, ABV easily drinkable you can have a few of them and feel all right i would highly recommend it all right well shimmy you know i liked it hey he liked it <laughs> <laughs> okay tweet of the week uh yeah we didn't do that again uh <laughs> whoops whoops maybe in 2021 uh so let's close out shimmy we gotta dust ourselves off one loss doesn't mean anything in this very very long season on to oldham onward and upward up the rovers come on boys we are FGR, onward and upward. We're going to get promoted this year. We're going to learn from this uh, end of the year little fiasco that we got to keep playing until the very end and uh, do the best we can. Amen. Up the Rovers, baby. Come on, boys. Take us home. Big time Tommy. 
de